0: Bon Beanie and thank you for joining us on another episode of fantastic cruising. I am Matt and I'm Kimbra and this is going to be a fun episode because we've got our friend Tony dials coming on in just a minute. Here. He's back. He he is back. Yes.
1: Yeah, we talked to him a few episodes ago about the ship he was we, getting ready to on. We said on.
0: he'd have him back and we ha- we're having him back. Yes. Yeah. How yeah. about that? How about them apples? Look, uh, what's going on, Kimbra?
1: What's going on? Yeah it's um Friday night and we're doing a podcast <laughs>
0: apparently there's a drag race going on in the parking lot you probably can't hear that hopefully uh, but
1: was I supposed to say something specific
0: no I was just <laughs> I was just being conversational
1: <laughs> okay um yeah we're we're podcasting
0: we are um getting close to our next cruise I don't have the uh the amount of time
1: I think we're at like Maybe 19 days?
0: Um, I might be off. You are not off. It is 19 days. And then we are on the Paradise, the Carnival Paradise. We will
1: be sailing in Paradise on the Paradise.
0: Yes. Yes. So that's exciting. And then in October, we will be sailing on the group cruise, which is the first cruise that's going to host a Helping Hands for Cruising recipient, which we're very excited about. And we're also excited because this group cruise is featuring three different groups, basically, or three different YouTube channels, mm-hmm. Us and More, Spikers Crazy Travel. Adventures. Adventures. And I just call them Spikers. And uh, and the Down Under Cruiser. So uh, very excited to do that. If you're interested in joining that cruise, uh, you could still book a cabin and go with us in October. Um, check out the Down Under Cruisers. They will be on tonight, if you're watching us live at 10 PM over on their YouTube channel, just search the down under cruisers. They will show up. Uh, well, not personally, but wouldn't that be cool? You, like search the down under cruisers and it was like pop, 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 on the door.
1: I I'd prefer cause it, that would make the dog bark. So I would prefer you just search the down under cruisers and like, they just like apparate <laughs> into your room. That was for you, Tony, that word. <laughs>
0: All right. So, speaking of group cruises, one more thing I want to cover before we bring Tony on here, and that is our group cruise. Matt, we have a group cruise, which will be the second, hopefully, the second Helping Hands for Cruising recipient will be on that particular cruise. And uh, and and here it is: March twelfth through the nineteenth, two thousand and twenty-three. Join us. That's a. Back to my evil dead thing from last weekend uh, Cayman Islands Mahogany Bay in Roatan Honduras Belize in Belize And Cozumel in Quintana Roo, Mexico Those are the port stops That is the cruise Yes, it we goes on
1: a, um, The Carnival Pride leaving out of Tampa
0: On the Carnival Pride out of Tampa with an all-star Group of guests And the, and the guest list is Growing
1: so. Yes. I actually, um, let me, before I tell this story, um, if you're interested, send us an email at fantastic travel at gmail.com. Um, so fun story about this cruise. I had somebody, um, messaging me today interested in it and I went on to look for it and I thought it was gone. And I had like oh, a, a minor panic.
0: Oh, not again. Um,
1: yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, are you kidding me?
0: I would be talking to John Heald if they did that to us twice. I was looking at the wrong month. <laughs> um,
1: it was still there, so all is well. But I um yeah, I had a minor panic.
0: If if you are if you are not familiar with what happened, we originally had scheduled this cruise to be in February of 2023 and it got um, booted for <laughs> for a new yeah cruise. it um
1: it disappeared and i was on the phone and on hold with carnival for a stupid amount of time and they couldn't give me any answers and then about a month later i got an email that says your cruise has been chartered <laughs> and we we're like okay so we moved it and then a few months later um one of our listeners andrew had found why it was chartered and he sent us the link to it and you know, it's it's the nude cruise. The nude cruise. Yeah. So uh,
0: yeah. So Todd is asking how many people have booked? Well, we have, I don't know if anybody has actually pulled the trigger yet, but we know of at least four or five uh, more people that are
1: booking. Let's see one, two, maybe three, maybe four. Um let's see. One is dependent on life. Um,
0: <laughs> life. I mean, that Don't would be talk to Tony, right? Life. Depending oh, on life. Well, I mean, yeah, but I, <laughs> but I mean, I know Tony wants to go, but that's right. But that's why I said. I it's depending want... on life and but what comes with that. Yeah.
1: Um, and then one of them, I think, is depending on how things go with um, regulations with the vaccination and all that stuff. I think I think they're waiting for that kind of information to find out if they're going to create some other people. Yes, though. there are at least two other that are <laughs> um, pretty high up there. And then of course, if we, if we're able to find a recipient for helping hands, um, you know, we'll have that. And whoever wants to join us with that. Yes. So, so we'll have a, I mean, and we've already people. got some great, great people going, so it'll be a good one. Cool. 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 All right. Um. Before, sorry, before, um, Sean just said, we need a recipient for that group cruise, which is true. That's what we were just talking about. Please give us a video nominating a person deserving of a cruise. So helping hands for cruising is to help someone who um, has never cruised before and doesn't necessarily have the means to do so, but would like to um, go on a cruise and, you know, a cruise of a lifetime And um, our group cruise is one of those cruises that we want to have one of those recipients on.
0: There is a YouTube channel for Helping Hands for Cruising that uh, will give you more information as well.
1: Actually, I did did my homework and I linked it in this video, (laughs) which um, I've been saying for weeks that I'm going to do that. And I did it.
0: (laughs) All right. So, okay. Are we ready to bring on Tony? Let's do it. Hello, my friend. Hello. How's it going, guys? It is is going wonderfully. It's the weekend, so. Finally.
2: That's always a, a good thing. How is it going for you? Uh, it, it's going, uh, really well. I'm, I'm home alone right now because I, uh, I double booked myself for tonight. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I, did I, I, the <laughs> I was at a wedding with Cheyenne and I ended up leaving her at the wedding. Uh, so oh. I could come and join the episode. I, uh, oh. we, we, we knew about this wedding. She's in safe hands. It's all of our friends and, and family. So it's good. She's in safe hands, but, um, let me just say you guys are already married. So it wasn't your own wedding. You yeah. Nope. So nope. Know. Just so people years know in. that. <laughs> yeah. four, four years in here, so we're good. Uh, no, we, I uh, I was operating under the uh, impression that the wedding would be tomorrow as I only looked at the date and assumed that the wedding would be on a Saturday night and not a Friday night. And so months ago, um, I uh, already had that wedding planned for tomorrow. And so I didn't want to cancel the wedding and I didn't want to cancel this. And so oh. the the compromise was just to leave my wife there and come home and so it worked out
0: (laughs) well please tell her that we are very appreciative of that and we also appreciate you joining us um we would have understood if you would have canceled on us but we do very much appreciate you being (laughs) here and and her uh giving you up for the evening to come hang out with us
1: so i'm sorry before we go forward i just need to to real quick we've got new people in the chat so i do want to acknowledge that they are here We have quite. um we do there's some people that have have specifically said that they are new. So I want to welcome them. Um, So if you are new, the way that this, this works is this is our live podcast recording. So we, for the most part, we're not going to interact with the chat a whole lot until, um, after. until after. So we run our podcast for approximately an hour um doing the subject that we do because we do turn this into an audio only. Um, for, you know, the podcast listeners that aren't here with us. And then after we do that, we'll roll the credits and then we will chat with all of you that are still here
0: with us. That's good to know, because if you just came in expecting a normal live stream, they're like, they don't talk to the audience at all. That's Well, that's weird. why
1: I said it, because some of these people <laughs> specifically said first time here. However, so.
0: we will be looking for some input from yes. our, from our, uh, people in the chat tonight, because Tony, you are here because you just went on your, your second cruise. Mm hmm. And you got back from that, and and before we get into that, just, just a little heads up to get them going and thinking. Your first cruise was on the Carnival Sunshine. Correct. Okay. And that oh, one, I was right. You were right. I know. I, I had to ask her. <laughs> I was like, which ship was he on? I know it's carnival. I know you went to Bermuda. Um, and then this one was on obviously the explorer of the seas, Royal Caribbean. And you came off of this and you haven't told us. Which one, but you said you came off of this with one that was definitely your favorite cruise line and it surprised you a little bit. So, um, so
1: go, go but before you say that, I want to say, so, so these two cruises were actually completely different for you because the one was carnival, just you and Cheyenne and one port that was overnight. Yep. And this second cruise was Royal Caribbean. Um, the two of you and a group of friends and multiple port stops. Three
2: ports. Yep. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. So, two completely different kind of things. Mm-hmm. So, we're
0: going to get all sciencey because that's the kind of people we are and say, give us your best guess, your best hypothesis. We're not really going to do an experiment. I don't know why I'm saying that. And uh, and and the, in the chat and say which one which one do you think was his is his current favorite is it Royal Caribbean or is it Carnival? And as our discussion progresses, you are free to change your answer. Uh, as the evidence presents itself, there we go. There'll be a little bit of evidence there. And then, uh, and then Tony will do the big reveal at the end. Mm -hmm. We'll see. We'll see if we can guess at the end too. Yeah. So cool. All right. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. So first of all, let me just say you didn't just go on a cruise. You came down
2: to the, did you, did you drive down? You flew down, right? We we flew down, uh, to Fort Lauderdale. and, And honestly, our, uh, our, our excitement started literally in the airport here in Columbus on, on our way down as uh, Cheyenne actually set off the uh, explosives alarm in the <laughs> airport going through. Uh, it was really funny. Uh, we spent 20 like twenty minutes uh, in security with her getting a pat down from like five different people. There was three different types of security that showed up, and it was just really weird because what they were doing was uh, – they were, they were giving her a pat down, like touching everywhere, touching everything. Uh, and then they had this wand that they wiped on their hand they then stuck that wand inside of a computer and the computer said, Hey, um, she has- you said a computer. yeah. <laughs> 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 yep. Uh, it goes into a computer and the computer then says, Hey, this person has some sort of substance on them that is used to make a bomb. And, uh, the, the guy that was talking us through all of this said, literally anything can do this. You could sit in an Uber and whatever they use to clean the car seats would make this alarm go off. Wow. So yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. So they, did they ever figure out what it was that? Nope. They, they, they patted her down oh. three times and then say, Hey, you're good to go. Uh, so that that's, that's how that, that went. Is crazy. Um, that and was. just to
1: make sure Cheyenne didn't actually have a bomb, right?
2: <laughs> she did not. No, <laughs> okay. uh, we, just, we really wanted to go on. Just the wanted cruise. to clear that. <laughs> Like
0: um, she was on fire after that.
2: <laughs> she was, uh, was always. Were,
0: were they at least polite about the whole experience? <laughs> they,
2: they were very polite, very nice. Um, they even offered her, they said, hey, um, you're going to have to have a pretty thorough pat down. Do you want to do this right here? Do you want to go somewhere in private? And Cheyenne's like, I don't care. Just go ahead and start patting me down. And so I'm talking to the guy that, that is talking us through everything. And I say, hey, look, if this needs to take a few days, go ahead and take her. I'll go on our cruise and I'll come back and pick her up at the end. <laughs> um, but she she did, she did She wasn't for all of that. So, um, but yeah, we flew into Fort Lauderdale, rented a car, um, drove to Miami, which I will tell you, uh, and I'm sorry if there's anybody here from Miami, but um, driving in Miami is literally chaotic. Uh, It was the most stressful thing I've ever done in my entire life. Uh, and, And yeah, it was fun. And then from there, we actually road tripped. Uh, down to Key West, which was a whole lot of fun. Um, it didn't feel like three and a half hours on the way there. Um, the drive back 12 and a half hours later Definitely felt like three and a half oh, hours. Um, it's so it was good. Uh, I didn't expect chickens to be everywhere in Key West. Uh, that <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Um, saw a cruise ship down there. I don't know which it was because we only saw it from a distance, but it was really cool to see. It was my first time there, and uh, I loved it. Uh, found out the hard way um, that the best way to go in key west is renting a bike uh it's only ten dollars a day and it's easy to get everywhere with it but if you go beyond that and rent a scooter you run into the same issue that you have with renting a car there's nowhere to park your scooter but a bike and you just set up on the right. sidewalk
0: that's interesting yeah yeah that's I, good to know i, I would have thought oh scooter you can pull in but yeah you start have to have a parking space and stuff so
2: mm-hmm.
0: interesting yeah you can walk a lot of places too and then there's a tram like a trolley you can buy like a pass for but um, but bicycle would be a, probably a pretty good way. And it feels like the vibe down there Yeah, you know, riding a bicycle and your flip flops and stuff. So, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, so it took you a long time. You hit a lot of traffic coming back.
2: Um, not really. Um, it, it was, um, more of just like if you're talking about from Key West to back to Miami, it was the fact that like we got to, we got up uh, that Saturday morning. It was four 30 when I woke everyone up cause I'm the early bird. So I woke everyone up. <laughs> um, we hopped in in this massive vehicle that we rented for all six of us and then drove. Um, it was me. I was the one driving cause I enjoy the driving and I also get really car sick. So I'm the one driving there started at four forty five when we left. Um, and then we spent the entire day there stayed for the, uh, the the sun the sunset festival that they do every yeah. single night, um, which is really cool because uh, two of the people that were with us uh, Cheyenne's sister Jessica and her now fiance Dalton they got engaged right there during the sunset so that was really Aww. cool yeah cool. Uh, it, it was what was really neat about that was there as we were taking our photos of everything happening um, this uh, this young this young guy walked up to us afterwards with this really nice looking camera and said, Hey, um, I was actually off in the crowd and I saw this happening and I took some photos for you and he offered to email them those, those photos. So they, they looked really good from, from what we saw, but that was really cool. Um, That's awesome. but we were there just all day. And so we didn't end up leaving until almost like eight 8 45 at night. And then I had to then drive, back the three and a half hours. So it was more of just driving gotcha. a single straight line in the dark when you yeah. nothing to yeah. look at. The,
0: the drive in key in the keys, especially once you get past Key Largo, during the day it is scenic and beautiful. At night you're just on a straight road for mm-hmm. <laughs> yep.
2: So. Yeah, I, I know that we we said we're not going to do a whole lot of interacting with, um, with the people in the chat, but the Down Under Cruisers asked me, if I get car sick, how do I handle the cruise? Uh, it's really weird. I actually don't get motion sick very much on a ship, um, but something that I do particularly, which helps me out, whether it's car sick, any kind of motion sick, um, is I will take a regular Dramamine before I go to bed at nighttime. So one, it helps me fall asleep, but then you have the effects of the, the, the motion sickness medicine throughout the day without being drowsy. And then if I know that I'm going to be doing anything on the ship that day, that's going to probably be moving me up and down. Um, I will take the non-drowsy Dramamine uh, just in case.
0: Okay. That's good. That's good advice. I, I uh, don't have too many problems, but if I'm on like a dive boat, sometimes I will get, although I think, I feel like I've gotten better at that for being on i don't know if i've adjusted that but i don't no. like i didn't have to do that when we were in the keys and stuff and it was pretty choppy and, and things but yeah but even the non-drowsy stuff like wipes me out but then i'm usually scuba diving and then the trip back wipes me out so that might be a combination of of the diving yeah. but yeah.
1: um i i just want to say that because i booked this cruise for all of you um i was part of a part of an engagement Oh, maybe the only one that I'll ever be part of,
2: you know, as soon as you said it, Tony, I was like, it's coming. It's you coming. know, I, I'm pretty sure. I, I think I might've actually heard Dalton say, um, as he was down on one knee, thanks to Kimbra, uh, Jessica, will you please marry me? I'm pretty sure I heard that.
0: <laughs> you never know. You never know what could happen. So, um, all right, so so well, then, way to move on from that. <laughs> <laughs> the plot thickens, and uh, so so you go, and the the cruise sailed out of Fort Lauderdale or Miami. It sailed it out of, sailed
2: out of uh, Miami. Miami. I, for no good reason whatsoever, can tell you why we decided to fly into Fort Lauderdale. I have literally zero reasons as to why we did. Um, we. What I think airline we- were you on? Uh, Southwest.
0: That's why Southwest doesn't fly into Miami. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm pretty sure because I have uh, friends that, that I've cruised with and they always fly down and they have like Southwest points and they have flown into Fort Lauderdale on two occasions when we've sailed out of Miami. Oh, wow. So yeah, <laughs> I think, so that was it. <laughs> yep. But I will tell you, I, I, I haven't flown into either of those airports. We picked my mom up from the Miami airport. Horrible airport. Terrible um, so I think the Fort Lauderdale Airport from what I've heard I could be wrong about this is a is a better airport than the Miami airport. I airport never want to step 40. foot into
1: that airport again <laughs>
0: <laughs> It was like, driving in miami but an airport yeah
2: (laughs) yeah Uh, also for anyone wondering jessica did say yes Um, but something i can tell you right off the bat in regards to ports um, because i don't know if you have ever been to charleston's cruise port um, Mm -hmm. but miami's cruise port was leaps and bounds better than charleston's cruise port
0: that's good to know yeah i mean um, is Charleston's pretty – it's probably pretty small because it doesn't have a lot of
2: – It seemed very small, but it felt very uh, industrial almost. Okay. It, it, it felt like we were – and again, this was pre-COVID, mind you. So this was uh, almost four, three or four years ago. But it felt like we we kind of just showed up to a giant parking lot. Was then kind of ushered into one giant building and then ushered onto the ship. And so, even when we were on the ship looking out over the port, it looked like you were just looking at a big parking lot and just one big building. Uh, it it didn't seem tidy. It didn't seem as if right. um, you could have like multiple ships there.
0: Yeah, that's how Jacksonville is too. I I think it's just they're they're just smaller ports. They just don't they just no, aren't going to put the money into those ports because they don't have multiple ships, so they're not getting the money back and stuff. So yeah, it does. It is kind of a, well, if your first cruise, you didn't know what to expect Mm -hmm. maybe, but then once you've been to like Port Everglades or Miami or Cape Canaveral, then you go to like, in my experience, Jacksonville is like, Oh, (laughs) well, (laughs) glad this isn't my whole cruise. (laughs) but all right. So, all right. So you get on the ship um, Mm -hmm. and it is, it is the explorer of the seas. Yep. Um, it's a bigger ship than you were on before. Yes. Royal Caribbean ship. How was the embarkation? Was it, did it go pretty smoothly?
2: It did. Actually. Uh, I thought that what was going to happen with, uh, the airport was going to be kind of like a a bad omen and was going to be a sign of, of things to come when it came to the uh, check-in process. Um, it was really funny at first because when we got there, we had to, um, check in with one individual who had an iPad and he's going through taking photos of our passports and everything like that. And, um, Tyler and Savannah are the first ones to go through and this this young kid's working with them and just for no reason whatsoever, doesn't say anything to anyone. He goes, okay, you two follow me over here and he takes them away to a desk and they have to start filling out something at this desk and he comes back to us and we start typing all of our stuff in and, and getting ready to go and he directs us the other way where everyone else was going and we're just sitting there like, what happened with Tyler and Savannah? It turns out that they just didn't take their photo beforehand for, uh, for Royal Caribbean and they needed to do that. Uh, but it was just like super weird because we had no idea what was going on. <laughs> Where did you take my friends?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I could see I could see that be a little weird. So yeah. That, and you know, one good thing, that's one of the good things that has come out of the, the COVID thing is I feel like cruise lines have really worked on streamlining their embarkation process. Mm-hmm. I mean that, and it was happening anyway, like the technology was improving and cuz there used to be a lot more steps involved in yeah. in getting on a cruise ship and it it just keeps getting more and more streamlined which is great
2: yeah. There, there was one aspect to the embarkation that was really confusing, and it was um, – there were people as we got onto deck four, um, which brought us to the muster station that was like C6, C8, C10, all the way down. Um, there were people that were – or sorry, on the B level, it was B6, B8, B10. And there were people who had that muster station that were getting on before us. And so they just stopped there to interact with the people that was asking them to go through their embarkation stuff. But we thought everyone had to stop there for it because there was nothing clarifying that. And so we stood in this line for probably 25 minutes waiting – to figure out what was going on, only to get up there for them to say, oh, no, your guys' master station's actually oh, up no, on the no. floor. You don't have to go there yet, but before we can leave, everybody need it. And so we went through that whole process and we're like, it would have been nice if this was clarified before actually coming off the gangway to, yeah. to know that, yeah. like, yeah. hey, if you want to go to your uh, master station now, you can, uh, or otherwise go do something else. Don't just stand in this line that just for some reason started right here
0: and they've they've streamlined the muster process but i think what you experienced was growing pains with that where they're not yeah. like you said they're just not communicating it uh, we've since we've cruised so much since the pandemic like we've seen a lot of different variations of muster and they've they've all been overall better than <laughs> before but they've definitely there's some been some where it's like uh oh, this wasn't very well communicated or mm-hmm. this wasn't very clear and and then there are others where it was but once I think they're gonna they're gonna figure that out once we get to like another year or so, it's gonna get really, really simple, yeah, uh, and stuff. but
2: but overall, this process was so much easier than what we went through on our first cruise where that was our first time going through a muster station. And I felt yep. like uh, we were just being packed inside of a can for Vienna yep. sausages or something. And yep. <laughs> uh, it, it was actually there, there were people there that in that first muster station that we went to on on Carnival, um, you had people complaining, people who didn't show up, people who were tired of standing there. Um, I, one dude farted in front of us and it smelled terrible, oh, even great. though I was laughing about it because I have the maturity of a 10 year old. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it, it was really, uh, just so much better this time around. I really enjoy the, with the changes that they made, uh, making everyone actually watch the video and, and confirming that they they've watched it and then going up and having the demonstration done. I thought one, uh, it, it was much more thorough. You're, you're ensuring that everyone's seeing all of the important information and all around better.
0: Yeah. And they, I think they've got the magic bullet, which is a lot of these cruise lines are like, basically you can't drink until you go to your muster or you can't use your, your drink package until you go to your muster and stuff. And that's like, you want to get people to go to muster. (laughs) That's (laughs) how you do it right there. So
1: okay, so so you're oh, on. Oh, sorry, okay. real quick, Meg. Um, said he had to muster the old way with Carnival. Um, Meg, I think no. Um, he just stood in the wrong line. So yeah. right, you you just had to go up, watch the short demonstration, and then they scanned your thing, right?
0: But when he was yeah. on the Carnival cruise, it was pre-pandemic, so that was before mm-hmm. you can change. Oh right, Carnival. Yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah, on Royal- I'm I'm mostly through my wine, so <laughs> that's where we are. <laughs>
0: Okay, so you so you get on the ship. Tell tell us your first impressions of this Royal Caribbean Explorer of the Seas ship.
2: So we walked in on deck four, um, which was one deck below um, the, where they had their their, their promenade. Uh, and so we walk in, and and it, it's it's nice. There there's really just very fancy railing and glass everywhere and it's super shiny and it looks really nice and new. Uh, and so we, we go in from there up to the promenade and, and it, it did, it's huge. And it feels like you're walking through, uh, just like a little town alley with all these like quaint, cute little shops. And it, it was really just is very grandiose, very, very impressive. I will say though, um, in regards to this point specifically, uh, I was more impressed with walking onto the carnival sunshine with the way that their, their promenade was. And and it was this huge, again, a huge open area, but it just went like straight up where Mm. the only areas like this on this ship were at the elevator shafts. Um, you could see all the way up at the elevator shafts And, and, um, They they were both gorgeous in their own ways, Um, but I I, I enjoyed the carnival. And this is one of the the points that I had is uh, in regards to the ship itself, uh, the layout of the carnival ship I enjoyed more than the layout of the Royal Caribbean ship. Mm -hmm. I felt like the carnival was easier to navigate. Um, It was easier to find a way – to and from one place to another. And it was easier to remember um, the different ways to get places where the this ship in particular, um, it, it took us probably three days in to, to start really knowing how to navigate around the ship, but everything was really pretty. Um, it looked really nice. You could tell that it definitely needed that, um, that facelift that it was supposed to get pre-COVID. Um, it, it definitely needed that, but it wasn't bad by any means
0: there is something kind of magical about walking on that ship and seeing that huge like that's something that the vista class ships for carnival don't have and i miss it quite a bit on those but there is something about that so
1: i'm i'm really excited to get on the paradise for that like the paradise was my
0: small first
1: my first cruise and i remember that first time i walked on there and i just looked up Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i cannot wait to get on that ship again
0: now the it's interesting that you said that about the you know being able to find your way around and stuff that is somewhat dependent on the ship maybe more than the cruise line but that is definitely um something i think that we noticed on our royal caribbean trips that it wasn't as easy as some carnival ships Mm -hmm. uh like the the pride which is the same class as the legend and the miracle which is there's something about the layout of those ships that's just so easy to walk back and forth or <laughs> something. I don't know. Okay. So, all right. So, um, so did you do anything super fun and exciting on your first night?
2: Uh, we ate a lot of food. Uh, we <laughs> met, uh, we met two of our, our staff that we ended up becoming really close with our, our room attendant, Maria, who was just, Phenomenal. She 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 learned our names right away. Uh, she she saw that my name was Anthony on on our paper, but I told her that it was Tony, and then from there on out, she called me Tony. Uh, <laughs> she was just and obviously it's their job to do that, but it felt like she had went above and beyond what we had experienced on our carnival ship, and uh, uh, also our, our dinner server. Um, we met, his name was Adam Merson and, and he was a riot, uh, the entire time. And I'll tell you stories about him as we go throughout the days, but, but that was a lot of fun. Um, exploring the ship, finding all the little nooks and crannies. We found a place on, on this ship, um, called the connoisseur club, which it seems like it was a place for people to go smoke cigars. Mm-hmm. Um, there was never anybody in there. Anytime that we went, it was it, nobody. And it was weird because our ship was so crowded. I felt like there were people everywhere there were lines everywhere for everything but there was never a single person in the connoisseur class so we kind of use that as like a haven to go hang out uh that's where we went and played some board games one night and and just hung out in there it's really nice
0: that and that's a good tip actually because even if you are on a ship that's crowded usually a full ship shouldn't be crowded everywhere so a lot of times people will go to the same places and those will get uh, a little bit more crowded but You can, if you can find those spots, um, then it's a, it's a great place. (laughs) It's a great place to, uh, to kind of find that relaxing, Mm -hmm. get away from all the, the
2: craziness. You have a, you have a friend. I was going
1: to say, just quickly before we keep going, (laughs) because the questions are going to come. This is uh, Theodora, correct?
2: Correct. This is Theo, or I call her pretty girl. Uh, and she wants attention right now that's why she's doing this
1: and for those of you that are just listening on audio this is tony's dog who has just climbed up behind him staring at the camera <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: that's her spot she she sits on the back of this chair and we look <laughs> out the window <laughs>
0: Aww. All right. Well, so let's move on to to the next day. Was it a sea day or were you in port right away?
2: So the second day was a sea day. So we spent that out at sea. And uh, that that day was actually really amazing. That was the day where – we we saw this is i obviously we spent sea days on our carnival ship so i I know what it was like to be out at sea um also my my dad was a a sailor in the navy in norfolk and so i've been on ships before i've been out to sea before um been on lakes been on rivers uh, a lot of different stuff we have ponds here so i'm I'm always around water i love water Uh, with that being said this was the first time that i had ever seen the sea itself so smooth that it literally looked like glass uh, and it was gorgeous to see. It, it blew my mind. Um, something about this ship, which was amazing, and we experienced this um the first night going into the second day. Uh, yeah, that's where that's where it was. I mean, it, it looked tracker. almost like uh uh like if you were to look at a dark blue old stained glass, uh mm-hmm. the, the ripples that you kind of get in that older glass, that's what it looked like. Um nice. it, I'm looking almost – you could almost see where the ship's ripples were from our wake, uh, and that barely made a dent uh, in the water itself. It just did not want to move. Um, but we went on on this ship on the fourth deck. There was a way to get up to the helicopter pad, and on that helicopter pad, they had all of the lights turned off, and this is where you have everybody who goes to the front of the ship, and they do the whole Titanic pose, That I'm pretty sure <laughs> everybody up in the bridge is probably <laughs> tired of seeing at this point, I'm but sure. just – every time we're up there, there there's somebody doing it. Um, But it was really cool because one of the things that we talked about was on our carnival ship, you couldn't see the sky at nighttime because it was just always so bright. Um, But up on the helicopter pad where we were, there was um, literally no lights on whatsoever. So it was pitch black Mm -hmm. up there and you could see all of the sky. You could see it was so dark that you could actually see the horizon out, out, out at the horizon. You could see that horizon line itself. And so that was probably my favorite place to be, is to go up there uh, and, and be able to see this n- the night sky, but see all of the ocean around. Um, but with that being said, up there it was a really cool place to go. Actually, go out and look at the ocean as well.
0: That's cool. Yeah, and I, I like astronomy, so I'm not super knowledgeable about it, but I, I know a few constellations, and I do. That's something that when I notice that on a ship, I appreciate that, and, and you can see the just the whole view. But then, if you can see like stars and stuff without the light pollution. It's mm-hmm.
2: pretty cool. Yeah, pretty
0: cool. Okay, anything else interesting happened on that day, or should we move on to day three?
2: Uh, so I'm trying to think. We uh, we didn't eat at any of the specialty restaurants that day, and I something that was really frustrating to me. Um, one because I know that I talked about this last time we were on. Uh, you get you you had me on was my my ice cream record. Uh, of of right. Trying to, trying to eat 33 cones um, didn't happen, um, and not because. Um, the, I wasn't willing, I was more than willing to try, uh, something that I'm guessing this was probably because of COVID, um, was really frustrating was how early things closed on this ship. Even on the mm-hmm. sea days, um, everything seemed to be closing at like seven and then eight and then the ice cream stuff was done by nine o'clock oh. uh, and they only had one ice cream machine open literally until the last day. Like on the last day that we were on the ship, they opened up the second ice cream machine. Uh, and no mm. idea why and so there was always 30 40 people waiting in the line for ice cream and so right. it's was like it's just not worth the the wait for this uh, and at some point they were allowing people to get their own ice cream and then other points they had an attendant who was doing it and when the attendant was doing it it was going extra slow mm. uh, and so that that was a that was a frustration point actually Yeah
0: that would have that would have annoyed me as well we we experienced that where they were getting it for you and that was Kind of hit or because we had a lot of kids on the cruise. Yeah, on you know, a Royal Caribbean cruise, and so when they if they weren't there, the kids just like trashed it. And so for us, it was we were glad to see it, but still was slow. But yeah, that's that's a bummer. And if it's a crowded cruise, why wouldn't they have two going? Unless they just didn't have the staff for it.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. No, maybe I mean- it was broken. I don't don't know. know. Like they, they, we never saw maintenance happening on it. It didn't have any warning lights. It just wasn't open itself. Uh, And then when they did finally open it, they still had the, just the one attendant who was there monitoring both.
0: What's your flavor? What's your ice cream flavor that you, what's your go-to? Like I usually get
2: the mix, the the chocolate and vanilla twist. Uh, That way I get to experience. If I had to pick one, it's vanilla um, all day long. I just don't personally like a whole lot of chocolate ice cream and ends up always tasting like dry and chalky to me but i like the mix of vanilla and chocolate together
0: what about the if if they have the chocolate strawberry have you ever done that
2: mm-hmm. yep uh that's actually i think cheyenne enjoyed that more on on carnival um but uh, i was more of still the chocolate vanilla the
0: chocolate vanilla i i had a di- i had a dr pepper today with a strawberry and it, it reminded me of the chocolate strawberry ice cream on carnival that's i had fun. a little a little moment.
2: <laughs> do, do they have um, Sonic drive-ins down there in, in Florida? Yeah, yep. yeah. They're not super common, but they're here and there. If you ever get a chance to go to Sonic, um, you can get flavors in all of your different drinks. I highly recommend getting a raspberry Dr Pepper. It, it is. Yeah. It already has twenty three flavors in it, so it doesn't really much matter if you add another. Right, what's twenty four? Yeah, it's really <laughs> good.
0: I will. We'll, I will take you up on that. I'll have to do that. Okay. All right, so. So, anything else before we move on to day three? I'm gonna go replenish my wine.
2: <laughs> Trying to think, um, what else we did on our sea day? It was, it really was more relaxing, hanging out. the The solarium area was really nice. Um, it was really cool having the the hot tubs there. Um, the pool itself being there for all just the adults. Um, that was always really nice. It was never really too crowded there. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't realize at first that it was a saltwater pool. And so my first mistake was opening my eyes under the water <laughs> when I <laughs> jumped in, uh, found out very quickly it was a saltwater pool. Um, but it ended up being really nice. I, I like that area a lot. Um, it, it, it comes down to then more of like the layout issue that I ran into. Um, which became very prominent on that first sea day is hmm. uh, I really liked the way that the, the sunshine's open deck was in compared to the open deck parts of the Royal Caribbean ship, I felt like being up um, on those upper decks on the carnival ship one, it felt like there was more access to food there with like the 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 blue iguana and, and all the other restaurants and bars right. that they had there, whereas on this deck uh, for the Royal Caribbean, they only had the bars. Uh, right. I never saw anybody really with food there outside of the ice cream. And so that was always a bummer because it felt like it was really hard to get food there. And then the other big thing um, that started on the sea day was um, it felt like it was really hard to get drinks that were not bought at the bar. Like on, I remember on our carnival ship, um, they had like juice stations and water stations mm-hmm. that it was very easily accessed um, wherever you went. Uh, and here it did not feel like that. It was more towards like you had to go towards the promenade of the inside where they had this like alleyway, that, that whole setup um, to really get drinks. And really it was only in one area, which was the, the, the cafe where you could get the pizza where they had um, sometimes they would have water and stuff in the back.
0: Interesting.
1: I okay. I agree with that. Yeah, that does, I feel that like seem, I like, always struggled figuring out where to get yeah. a drink from. You
0: know what's it's interesting though is that like I feel like on the older Royal Caribbean ships they were more like carnival where they had more um, prominent drink stations around with tea and lemonade and stuff not like on
1: that. brilliance. No, no. I you? I mean, but brilliance is just probably my least favorite ship that I've been oh, on. So oh,
0: okay. I mean <laughs> all right. So um so, where was your first port stop at?
2: Um, we first went to uh, Coco Cay. Perfect day at Coco Cay.
0: Oh, yes, and yeah. and tell us about Coco Cay.
2: Uh, so, at first, when we first showed up, I don't know if I sent you the photo of this one, but it, it, it had you can obviously see all the letters. Perfect day, Coco Cay. I think it was.
0: Did I'll see. It if was I very see. cloudy.
2: Uh, And I was like, this is not going to end up being a perfect day, Uh, (laughs) but within an hour or so. So that was the one that we, I took as we were leaving. So the weather weather (laughs) cleared up perfectly, not to use that word that way, but I mean, it was (laughs) perfect. Uh, It was a perfect day at Coco Cay. That's the one. So it started out cloudy. (laughs) It looked really murky. And I was like, it's going to rain and storm all day. Ended up not raining whatsoever at all. And so it, it was, it was great. And it, it blew my mind really that there, this was one of the other points that I had here. Um This private Island was so much better than the private Island we went to for carnival. We went to princess K or princess key, however you want to say it for carnival and uh night and day so mm. much better. And yeah. we didn't even step foot into the water park. We, we stayed outside of one of the beaches. That's where we went and did all of our snorkeling. It was, mm. um, Right past Oasis Lagoon, which was the the largest freshwater pool that's there in the Caribbean, mm-hmm. um, hanging out in the pool was a lot of fun because they they have this massive, it's a massive pool, it's like a, a big ring pool, and um they have a DJ who's like in the center of it up on a little island, and they have a floating bar there that you can go up to. They have these tables that are just in the water that you can float up to and, and put all your stuff on and just hang out in the pool, and that was a blast. There there were so that's many awesome. people there just having fun, mm-hmm. and the thing that blew my mind was so we. We had—I um, can't remember if it was—it har- might have been the Harmony. Was it the Harmony of the Seas? It was a—it was a much larger Oasis class ship um, for Royal Caribbean that was there at the same time that we were. There were just so many people pouring off of these ships onto the island, uh, and then you got onto the island and just like everyone's just gone. Uh, it it was—I was really mm-hmm. expecting it to be very crowded everywhere we went, and it really wasn't. It, it, that was really nice. There's the
0: the only thing that's not perfect about a day at coco cay is that it's only a day. At yeah, coco cay.
2: Well, like 6 hours honestly. <laughs> we were only there for 6 hours.
0: Yeah, that's not enough time. Like you you could spend I could spend a week at coco cay and I'd be just fine with that. <laughs> I'd
1: like to do an overnight cruise there yeah, cuz like yeah. I loved our time there. Yeah. But we literally only did one thing. Yeah, we
0: snorkeled. That's it. Yeah. And, yes. and and I, and I wasn't I mean, I, done doing I, that. I, but, I saw a lemon shark so. Yeah, I mean it was pretty it was pretty freaking epic, <laughs> but um
2: yeah, that's where we ended up seeing seeing the ray that we that we saw. I, I sent you the, a lot of the creatures that we ended up seeing. We saw there at Coco K. But one of the things that we talked about that we really thought would be really cool as an excursion, particularly at Perfect Day at Coco K, is if they did like a, an overnight camping, like beach camping excursion. So that, that's the the ray there that we saw, uh, and it in that photo it it seems um, a little bit closer than it was probably about five feet away from us. And it, it swam right up on us. And so you can see, I don't know if that's technically considered seagrass that it, that it's.
0: Yep. It's above the,
2: okay. Yeah. So where we were, you could see if you're standing on the shore, you could see the seagrass outline that was off the coast there. What Kimbra giggles about lemon shines. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag Kimbra. But you could see the, the line where the seagrass was, and then you could see the rest of it was just a sandy bottom. And we, we snorkeled our way out over the sandy bottom, which was really cool because you could see um, there were jellyfish that were very stationary on the bottom of the, the seafloor there. Uh, and then there was also a few sea snails, and then we saw a, a crab as well that, we, that I was trying to get photos and videos of there. Um, but this, uh, this ray came out uh, over top of the, the seagrass, and we were standing in a line. Um, kind of parallel to the 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 line that was the the seagrass and the ray kind of came out towards the edge of the seagrass there's the crab that i ended up that's finding a, that's that a blue up.
0: crab by the It way. looked a little gray to me yeah
2: <laughs> a little tan maybe um but the the ray came out to the edge of the seagrass and then looked at me at the gopro and then turned and just kind of floated on down the line where we were parallel with the seagrass. Jessica was at the end and it, it kind of startled her a little bit. Uh, she, she got a little spooked cause she'd never, I don't think had ever seen anything like this. And it was, it appeared as if it was moving towards her, but it was just moving down the line and then eventually turned back out towards, uh, the seagrass itself. Uh, but that was a really, really cool encounter.
0: That's cool. That's a big, that was a big female by the way.
2: Oh, it was big.
0: The, the, the males are quite a bit smaller than that. And, uh, Yeah, so that looked like a that looked like a big healthy female, Mm -hmm. pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, it it was it was I was not expecting it whatsoever. I mean, we 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 thought we would see small stuff on the bottom, and then it was the thing that's crazy is that you're looking at the water, and the water is just super clear; you can see everything, and yet it still just came out of nowhere. (laughs)
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So you liked Coco K?
2: Loved it. Uh, I would. I would love to do that, like a beach camping excursion there. I think that would be cool. How did you eat lunch there? We did. um, And I really enjoyed everything that we had food wise there. There was, and this is one of the the points that I had overall. uh, And Cheyenne would agree with me on this. The the food, uh, at least on this ship compared to our carnival ship, uh, was so much better. Uh, it, it was mind blowing. And I even enjoyed the food on the carnival ship. I had zero complaints about it and I was blown away by the food, um, both on the ship and on the islands as well. Um, but the food here, I, I loved it. Um, they had juice and drinks. It was very accessible everywhere you went. Um, they had all of the different kinds of food you could want. They had funnel cake. It was totally out of left field. They were like, Hey, <laughs> funnel cake on this. I'm like, what is going on? So the funnel cake was really good. Um, the, the drinks were really good. Uh, it, the company that was there was really good. It was a it was a lot of fun. It w- really was a perfect. The only thing that would make it better is being there for more than six hours. Yeah, yeah.
1: And if uh, Matt and Kimber were there with you, well,
2: that too, of course. But <laughs> yeah, I agree, absolutely. You know,
0: the, and Coco K has changed so much because they when they did all those upgrades. I mean, it was really really cool before. Um, I was a little concerned when they did all the upgrades because I was like, oh, are they going to destroy the natural beauty of it? But I really think they did a great job of um, of preserving the nature while adding all the the stuff. And what that does is for somebody like us that wants to go snorkeling, it keeps everybody from just going in the water because it's like the only thing to do. So it, it gives a little bit of something for everybody and, and it's just a great experience. And no more tenders. Now you just pull right up to that sucker which is which is a huge uh improvement because you don't have to wait in lines for tenders and all that sort of thing so Mm -hmm. yeah i I absolutely love coco K.
2: yeah cool so then you got back on the ship got back on the ship uh and went and ate more if you're wondering um (laughs) just a little fun fact here uh, i gained six pounds (laughs) six pounds on this cruise uh, that's how much we ate. Uh we had uh dinner. Uh we ended up eating mostly in the main dining room because the food mm-hmm. was always just so good in there. Um what I didn't get to eat in ice cream I made up in with burgers and steak. Uh wow. I ate so much red meat on this cruise. Uh, <laughs> every night having having burgers and steak. There there was only one drawback um to their menu. Um even though their menu I thought had many had had many more options than the Royal or the, the carnival cruise did. Um, their, their desserts were kind of lacking. They didn't feel like there were as many desserts. Uh, the biggest one being the, uh, the molten lava cake, uh, right. the ice cream on it. Cause that's my favorite one on carnival. Uh, and I, it was only on the menu for the first night that we were there. Um, but what was really cool was that second night and talking to, Adam Erson, and he is from Brazil. So he he's, he's not a native English speaker. Uh, And thankfully for me in my job where I, I, where I work, I primarily work with candidates out of Costa Rica. So I'm very used to listening to people who don't natively speak English. Uh, Mm -hmm. They have that, that really deep Spanish accent. And so Adam Erson had this accent. And uh, we would always joke with him because he had a hard time also sometimes understanding us and me particularly because I have this very dry, very British style humor myself. Uh, I would sit there and I would make jokes with him and he would look at me like, what are you talking about? And then I explain it and then he would laugh. And so we're sitting there there after getting back on the ship from Perfect Day. And I'm like, Adam Merson, I know it's not on the menu right now, but what are the chances I could get uh, a chocolate molten lava cake? And he's like, let me, let me go ask my manager. So he brings his manager over who then wants to talk to me uh, about it. And he's like, well, let me see if I can pull a few strings. And and so like 10 minutes go by and he shows up with two of them and puts them on the table for me. And I get to, ended up getting to eat it. It was so good. Uh, it, It was just so much fun.
0: That's, that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've never been dissatisfied with Carnival's dining room service, but um, especially in the last five years or so, um, Royal Caribbean has definitely blown them away yeah. in the main dining room. I and, agree with the desserts. Though,
1: like I always have to just like pick one. Like it's never like, "Ooh, I definitely want to try that one." But I'm they like, they
0: creme brulee every night, which yeah, I love. Doesn't. Fan of.
2: Yeah, I the also French
1: onion soup though. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I was
2: about to say that, Kimber. I want you to know that I I told everyone at the table that hey, you need to because of Kimber and Matt, you need to try the French onion soup, uh, and everyone thoroughly enjoyed it except for the the bread that was in the soup. Nobody really seemed to enjoy the soggy bread that came in what? it, but everyone loved the broth.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I, I, uh, okay. That's weird. But
1: <laughs> I mean, I now
0: Carnival uh, does have. Uh, French onion soup usually on one of the formal nights, and it's good, but it's not as good as their steakhouse no. French onion oh, soup. No, their steak, yeah, their steakhouse. But, uh, the, but the Royal Caribbean main dining room French onion soup is, is good is all the time. Carnivals for sure. Well, yeah. I
1: feel yeah. like there was somewhere that we had a French onion soup that was like really good. The
0: steakhouse,
1: right? But they're not the not paid. Was it? Was it? The Rotterdam, did they
0: have a really good French onion soup? They might have, yeah. They might have had it. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> so what What was your next – what are you laughing at? Kimber was a major part of the cruise.
2: <laughs> she was. She really – So, so were you, Matt. Don't worry. You were as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so what did you do on the next day? Were you at another port? Or did you have a CD? Well,
2: so actually after, after perfect day, um, we, we, uh, we took off um, headed towards um, Jamaica and I, I was blown away by a lot of the things that we saw. We, we ended up coming, uh, going past a lot of different islands that you can see way off in the distance. There, there was one area we actually went past an oil rig that you could see off in the distance. Hmm. That was huh. really cool to see. Um, tons of ships everywhere we went. I remember when we went on our Bermuda our Bermuda trip, uh, we didn't see a single ship until we got closer to the U.S. But as soon as we went over like the continental shelf, we didn't see anything. Um, but here on this cruise, there were just ships left and right everywhere, tons of cruise ships everywhere we went. Um, but that was where we ended up seeing this massive field of sargasm. I was oh, yeah. completely blown. When I'm looking at this this photo, the one that I sent you, uh it honestly looks almost like um like a a woman's kimono is what i got from this They're like the dark <laughs> colors with the gold it looked like a like a kimono dress that you would see um but this was as far as the eye could see this field and it started out just little bits of sargasm here and there uh maybe like the size of like a dinner table if i had to guess the size of it just looking down from the the eighth deck that was out of our our room there out of um we had the uh, uh, balcony suite and um it started out with just these little pieces and it was just then everywhere. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that was really, really cool to see.
0: It's such an, it's such an important thing. I, it can, it, like anything else you can get too much of it. It can become a problem in port areas and stuff. Uh, But out in the ocean, Sargassum is like its own ecosystem. There's Mm -hmm. so many species that uh, depend on it, including baby sea turtles. One of the, ones that people tend to care the most about, but, but there are crazy strange looking creatures that are camouflaged and live in the sargassum. And it's just, it's just a, a very, very critical part of, uh, of the ocean. So that's really cool.
1: I have, I have two, two comments here. One, did you see any baby sea turtles in the (laughs) sargassum?
2: No. And I was looking, I took videos. I haven't got to look through all of my videos yet of it, but I was very adamantly looking and so much so that we ended up seeing other fish. There was, I don't know what kind of fish it was. I didn't get a photo of it, but I had, if I had to guess, uh, it was a, it was a massive fish because, uh, holding my hand out like this. So my hand is down, um, looking at it perspective wise, the fish was in the ocean and it was bigger than what my hand was Mm. sitting in front of my face like this. So it was a huge fish um, that was down in the water. No idea what it was. We only saw it for maybe 30 seconds, but it was, Mm. A massive fish. And then we saw tons of flying fish of different sizes. Oh, that's cool. Mm, cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. And then my second question, going a little bit off topic, but you mentioned your cabin. Um, I know the three of you had um, side-by-side balcony cabins. Oh, yeah. Did you open up the balconies to have like one giant one?
2: So we, we did not. As we were looking at it, it didn't. So... Particularly on one side, it was a massive steel frame, um, part of the ship that divided our room. So there was no moving that unless you're going to cut a hole through however mm-hmm. thick inch steel that was. And then on the other side, um, there was definitely like a piece of plexiglass there that it looked like you could have somebody come in and unbolt and take out. But other than that, it didn't look like there was any way of just actually doing that yourself.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually if if it's sometimes they're not accessible, but if, if they are, you have to have the room store do it. And normally, they will. You'll have to call or go to guest services and request it, and then they can do it and stuff. But um, yeah, sometimes it sometimes they can't. Yeah, I mean that was kind of the situation. issue that we had
1: with your mom. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, the, we couldn't do it on the, the side that she was on for us. We couldn't open it up, which right. made no sense because we were adjoining rooms
0: with the door in the cabin. With yeah. A, yeah. In the
1: cabin. But then we couldn't open up the balcony together because of,
0: it was on the Mardi Gras.
1: No, it was on the horizon.
0: Oh, the horizon. That's right. Yeah. I almost and I'm the one that's been drinking. From. I know. It's just, uh, <laughs> it doesn't work anymore. Uh, so that's cool. And, and, uh, and I'm glad you had that experience because I, I really hope that, uh, people do take the time to just appreciate that, you know, and, and I've seen a lot of people in this last year that have seen whales and stuff, if, especially if you're cruising in the winter down around like the Dominican Republic and stuff like that. So there's, there's, there's nature out there. And, and like you saw that big fish, who knows what that was, but that's really cool that you saw that. Did you see any birds flying around?
1: I think he's frozen. Oh,
0: we froze him. Tony. <laughs> Are we still live? We're still live. We'll give him a second, see if he comes back here.
2: Oh, there's there oh, we go. I, I have no idea what happened there.
0: <laughs> uh, you did you see any birds uh, amongst the wildlife?
2: We we did. Uh, we we saw um, going in towards Jamaica. Um, we had. I, I'm guessing that they were the the frigate birds that mm. that I've learned about from you. Uh, there were probably four <laughs> or five of them. Uh, that were were sticking around the ship and i was really surprised that just their endurance i mean we're we're talking for probably four or five solid hours they're just flying dipping in and out of the water that was really cool to see them just just going and then just straight into the water coming out with a fish and then just back to just floating around the ship again
0: yeah i mean they they can stay in the, hour, in the air for i think days if they need to like if they're wow. yeah cuz they'll travel that's cool yeah they're really beautiful birds they're kind yeah. of jerks but mm-hmm. like they'll literally make other birds vomit and then they'll eat the vomit in the air. But
2: that's hey, what I know, tell it's, everyone about it. <laughs> that's what they do.
1: Did you see any boobies? We always look for boobies.
2: Nope. No, no boobies there. No
0: boobies. Interesting. Mm. Huh. okay. All right. So, so you went to Jamaica.
2: Yep. We went to Jamaica and, and I'm, gonna be honest with you, I was really um, really saddened and really disappointed about Jamaica. And, and to just quickly tell you, Haiti actually ended up being more of what I expected Jamaica mm. to be um, because you always see just wonderful things about Jamaica, whether it's like um, like the resorts or or the people or um, just like how nice the beaches are. and it, it was really nice. Like the people we met were great and wonderful. Um, but it seemed like everywhere we went, uh, there was just trash Mm -hmm. everywhere. If you weren't in the touristy areas, there was just trash everywhere. And it it was sad to see, um, knowing that they're obviously, they were hit hard with COVID stuff. They're, they're trying to get out of this economic failure. Um, but driving on this, we were on this bus where this bus driver was uh, a maniac. I loved his driving, but it was scary. (laughs) Um, he took us to uh, a beach, this private beach that was really cool Um, it, it was supposed to be Um, the second half of our trip, but it ended up being the first, Uh, and we found out that they switched it around because we also went, um, river tubing, uh, in Jamaica and it had rained really hard the day previous. So they were hoping that the, the, the water would run out and the the river itself wouldn't be so fast moving. And so we, we were told this is us tubing there. Tyler's there in the front. Um, the water was moving super quick. It was really gray and muddy looking. It's typically clear and you can see the bottom of the the river, uh, (laughs) normally, um, but you couldn't see through the water whatsoever. Um, we uh, we got to the tubing. That was really cool, but it was really sketchy because they're like, hey, put a helmet on. And we're like, why Why do we need a helmet to go tubing? <laughs> uh, and so it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Davion was our uh, our instructor and leader there. And it, it was mind-blowing watching him work on his tube. Uh, he was wearing a pair of Crocs and <laughs> he, he didn't have his strap on in the back. And it, it was mind-blowing <laughs> that he was... Navigating on and off of his tube, keeping us all off of like off the banks of the river, keeping us in the center, keeping us all together, um, moving forward and back among the group, and not one time lost his crocs. I have wow. no idea <laughs> how he did this. It made I and mean, he had to have his super, he had to have his feet super glued in there. I was gonna say,
0: super glue
1: that's uh, impressive. Screwed yeah. in.
2: <laughs> I like, I just step out of my crocs
1: right? often, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I have no idea how we did it. There was actually one of the photos that I sent you is it just looks like a big rocky wall. Um, on that photo, this, this wall, there were these tiny little crabs all over it and it ended up actually looking like spiders. Like I, at first when I went hmm. to go push off the wall. So right here, you'll see there's a vine kind of down the, the middle right side of it. And there's yeah. uh, two dark rocks near the lower right hand corner there on one of those dark rocks. You'll see one of those little crabs that I was talking about. Um, but they were so little that they looked like what we have here in Ohio are these giant wolf spiders. That's what all of these crabs look wow, okay. like. And at first it was terrifying. And then I saw, Oh no, wait, those are all crabs.
0: <laughs> were there any mangrove trees in that area?
2: Not that we saw. No. Okay. Um, Cause
0: they look like mangrove. They look a little bit like mangrove crabs. If they were that size uh, mm-hmm. there's th- at first, when I saw the picture, I couldn't find it. I was looking at the pictures before and I, and then when I saw it, I, I didn't know the scale. I thought maybe they were Sally Lightfoots, but if they were a little like, like that then that wouldn't probably not unless it was just juvenile yeah sally light but interesting.
2: But yeah, um so before we got to the end of the river we had to hop off, stand in the river, then um wait for our our, our- tour guide to throw us this massive blue raft, which we all hopped in and then we had to paddle our way out to the ocean and then um, paddle around uh, the beach and go to the far side and hop in a van and went back to the cruise ship. But it was just really sad seeing, like I said, all of the trash um, everywhere. Like it, it it really was not what I expected Jamaica itself to be, but it was still so right. much fun. Um, everyone we met was absolutely wonderful and really, really nice. Uh, and That's I would big still big. recommend going. It just uh, wasn't what I expected expected
0: yeah I, I used to have a neighbor that was from jamaica and um he would talk about how different certain areas were because it's just a, unfortunately they have a lot of poverty there so there's tourist areas that are really built up but then the the differential there is is very extreme and yeah. you get some real unfortunate situations
2: yes there. Something that was really weird, and this was the same with Haiti too, is if you looked at the island from the ship, you'll see um, there was just like random areas of smoke where, where somebody was burning something. Um, but everything smelled like uh, like cigarette smoke on both um, Haiti and in Foulmouth, Jamaica, where we went. And I'm guessing it was from whatever was being burnt in, on the island somewhere.
0: Yeah. Interesting. I'd expect a different smoke scent in Jamaica.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Well, this was really surprising to me because I have no idea how people would have got it on the ship. But there were multiple times where we were on the ship and you could smell that people were definitely smoking weed in their cabins.
0: Yeah, I've smelled that on recent cruises, too. And I I mean, you're playing with fire there because if you get caught, they're throwing you off the ship, even if you're in... Jamaica or wherever. I guess not if you're in Coco Cay. Uh, but maybe I should do it for that. But um, but yeah, so it's
1: you want to get thrown off in Coco K. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't even want to smoke it. I just want to get thrown off in Coco K.
1: Just light it and have it sitting next to you. <laughs>
0: but okay, well, so did you have a C Day between? jamaica and haiti thing,
2: or no we went straight from boom 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 excuse me <clears throat> went straight from jamaica to haiti okay and haiti was just man it was gorgeous it was everything that i thought <clears throat> jamaica was going i'm getting choked up actually uh because no it's uh choking on my own spit because I, <laughs> I don't i'm still learning how to drink water apparently um <laughs> but the, it was like everything that you see uh, in movies or, or TV shows about like what paradise is, these islands that have these really nice mountains and stuff in the background, that's how Haiti looked. Yeah. And so it was really cool. And we knew that it was a, a private uh, area for Royal Caribbean as well. Um, right. But it, it was very nicely done. Like they, they still allowed um, local shop owners to come in and, and sell, but something that was really weird about this was, so you get off, um, where the ship is and you're at the typical cruise area, you see the big lobby sign and they have an area for jet skis, which we rent jets. We rented jet skis that we, while we were there, that was really fun. Um, but honestly, I think, I think the highlight there for me was just exploring the the little area itself. Mm. Um, but there was an area where they have all of the shops where you can go buy everything and then before you actually get up to the shops there were these people that were standing there wearing these orange shirts it turns out that they were uh local shop owners that were there and they come right up to you um up to a certain point uh because they can't cross a certain line they have security guards there that we actually saw pushing them back over this line so they couldn't go past a certain area. And they're like, "Hey, come here! Come follow me! Like, follow me back to my shop. We have more shops back here." And they're very pushy. And I looked at the security officer and I said, "Hey, can we uh, can we trust this guy if we follow?" And the security guy's like, "No, yeah, you can you can trust him. Go ahead and go with him." Um, And we got to we followed him to his little shop, and there were tons of these little shops that they had where all of these little local owners were there, and this is where. Um, obviously you've talked about it before where you get some of these pushy shop owners who they want to put the bracelets on your hand before market stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what these people were trying to do. And they actually tried to split Cheyenne and I up. They they wanted to... Um, sell me something. And at the same time, somebody else was trying to sell Cheyenne something. So I had a hold of her hand making sure that she couldn't get away from us. And uh, we ended up buying a shot glass. He was trying to carve people's names into them and then getting them to buy it. Uh, well, I, 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 thanks to listening to to you guys so much, I actually knew, like, I'm not telling anybody my name. I'm not putting my hands out. I right? kept <laughs> on saying, hey, give me your hand. Let me show you the brace. And I said, no, no, thank you. No, no. I don't want this. No, thank you. Uh, and so I ended up buying a shot glass for, for Cheyenne's dad from there. And this um, I think I have it here somewhere. Um, this really cool um, little painting that they had there—that um, oh, I really. Cool. Yeah. really enjoyed this nighttime painting. And so I got this from them as well as the shot glass. And, uh, as I finished paying with him, it was really weird. Cause I told him right off the bat, I was like, Hey, uh, we're only using a card. We don't have cash with us. And he's like, no, that's totally okay. We'll, we'll go down to the main shop and, and you can uh, pay for it there. And as we're walking back, we passed one of our friends who's at the other shop and she was paying with cash and he stops and goes, Hey, your friends have cash. Why don't you just get money for them? And I was like, no, we're, we're paying with, with a card. Like, that's how we're going to do this. And so we went into the main shop and paid for it. But right as we were finishing up, the guy that was trying to sell Cheyenne stuff behind my back, he goes, Hey, do you want to come to my shop? And I looked at him and i just like, no. And he was <laughs> like, Oh, okay. It's not bad, but it's like, I, we've told him no so many times. You and- have
0: to, yeah, you have to, you have to get past that, which is hard for me. Cause I'm very, Luckily, no is a universal word. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they, I mean, they know and unless you're like, in Germany, yeah.
1: and then it's nine. <laughs> nine.
0: but yeah, that I, I'm glad that you heard us. Then that you didn't get like taken by any of that because and and I I wish they didn't do that. Like I I am more than happy to buy like especially if it's handcrafted stuff. Like I want to support them and stuff, but I don't like that that pushy yeah. stuff. Uh, Kevin counts by the way says when he was in St. Lucia had areas that they could see smoke and the guides tell them that they were making lump char wood. Hmm. So I wonder, I wonder if that's what they were doing then.
2: Maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Uh, But Haiti all around uh, was just so gorgeous everywhere we went. The beaches were nice. The people were nice. Um, The food there was also wonderful. Um, Looking around at like just the scenery on, when we were back on the ship, it, it was perfectly sunny where we were but it was one of those things where like you could look off in the distance and you would see it was almost like looking at a Bob Ross painting where uh, you look at the far off mountains and they're barely just a different shade than the sky and they almost melt into the sky Um, then you had mountains that were a little bit closer and they had clouds kind of uh, obscuring the top of them and then you had the mountains that were right there in your face and uh, it was just so so gorgeous there and something that was really cool um, that they did while we were on the ship is when we were pulling into port um, they had people that were I'm guessing locals were on kayaks. There were some people on some old fishing boats. And if there was any trash whatsoever in the water, they were beelining it to that trash and picking it up. We saw one canoe mm. that had just, um, a mountain of like old Gatorade bottles. And that was something that as we were getting closer to Jamaica and going from Jamaica to Haiti was really surprising to me was the amount of trash we saw in the ocean on our sea days. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. Like,
2: yeah. It really seeing Gatorade funny. bottles seeing the Gatorade bottles floating in the ocean when there's no islands around is just bizarre.
0: Yeah. Where's your bottle in the fridge? You want, no, I'm not going to go. There. Please. No. Well, don't take it away. <laughs> she's being whiny. Um, <laughs> it's all the wine, you know? Yes. So one of the things that surprised me when uh, she's about to, it's, it's a very, it's a very tight fit to get out of here right now with the camera set up and the microphones. One of the things that surprised me when I first started cruising, when I hit some of those islands were the mountains, like Puerto Rico and St. Thomas were the first ones where I saw it. But DR's got it. You know, Haiti's on the other side of DR. Um, I'm used to living here in Florida, which is tropical-ish, but very, very, very flat. And Mm -hmm. uh, and so – Whenever I would see islands with mountains, I thought, well, that must be like in, in the Pacific or something like that. But no, that's the Caribbean and it is really a beautiful thing to, to see. Even Cuba has Mike mountains. Like, I don't know why Florida just, <laughs> just got nothing, nothing but, uh, but yeah, it's, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome.
2: Yeah. So, I really enjoyed it.
0: So you, um, okay. So then, so then you did Haiti was your last stop. And then did you have two days at sea?
2: Just one. Uh, just, just one longer. more day at sea. Well, sorry. In total, we had two. So after Haiti, we had a day at sea on our way back to, to Miami. Uh, and really quick, the the if anybody does ever want to rent jet skis, if you go to Labadee, Haiti, it is a lot of fun. Um, however, it is also very intimidating. If you've never been on a jet ski before, Um, You get a crash course on how to ride a jet ski uh, and then it's just full throttle or nothing. If you're not keeping up, you're getting put to the back of the line and uh, it's, it's literally go hard or go home uh, when you get on these jet skis. So if it's not something that you enjoy doing, if it, if it's, like looking at the videos that they had, it seemed like it was going to be a very leisurely like jet ski tour <laughs> where you would follow somebody around. No, it was full speed. They told us that you're going to go over some waves. You're going to end up catching some air, and it was a lot of fun. Um, but for me, it was the the only thing that was intimidating was like trying to make high speed turns. Um, but all of us loved it. It it was a really good time, but we had people in our, in our group who, uh, who one got lost because we, we passed another ski tour and they were so far behind us that they had thought we had turned around and they ended up following that ski (laughs) tour. Yeah, it, it was really bizarre.
1: So this was something where you like you, there was a group of you going together, not like a free, just go back and forth on your own sort of a thing. Yeah.
2: Unfortunately, I don't know if you'll be able to, if there's somewhere where people do that, just Go out on your own jet ski tours. Please let me know because I would love yeah. to go. I do did that. that in
1: Panama City.
2: Yeah, but I was, was going to say Florida. You can
0: line. do that.
1: Yeah, you just rent jet skis and it's like stay between this building and this building and mm. have fun. Yeah, I don't
0: yeah. know about different cruise ports and stuff. So what what did you do on the last day then?
2: Um, So on the last day, there was obviously on both sea days there there was trivia that we got to partake in. There was actually there was one point in which we we. Cheyenne and I went to do a trivia. We was really frustrated with another guest who was there. Um, It was admittedly an older crowd because the trivia was fifties and sixties music. And I particularly like older music. So like if I open up my playlist right now, um, you would literally get um, everything from sea shanties to 1920s music all the way to music to today uh, and i don't have a wide range of music that i like listen to as in like a lot of different artists but i listen to a lot of different decades of music uh, and so we're sitting in this 50s and 60s music and i knew all of the the songs i couldn't get all of the names right because i didn't know all the names but i knew every song that was played uh, and there was a couple who was sitting across from us a- as we sat down and she literally looks at us and goes there's no way you're going to know any of this. You guys are just kids. And it wasn't like in a, like an acute, like old person kind of way, right. not to be like ageist or anything like that. Right, um, right. Like but snarky. it was, yeah, it was very snarky and derogatory. And it's like, because I'm, I either look young or because I am young, I'm not allowed to listen to older music. Like, I don't right. understand. <laughs> uh. Did, was there Harry Potter trivia? There was not. we We oh. went to we went to a lot of different trivias, but there there was no hair at least we didn't see Harry Potter trivia. There were a few times where there was just morning trivia and afternoon trivia and that's how it was listed. um mm. but there was never any like actual Harry Potter trivia. There was a they lot would of different
0: advertised, it, I think if they
2: yeah. Had it.
1: I mean, we didn't have Harry Potter trivia on the Brilliance. no but... um or yeah. the other one that we did that I can't think freedom. of in it freedom
0: freedom of the seas that's when we were on right?
1: is that the only two we've been on two mm-hmm. royal curbs? then they did have it on freedom but they yes. did not have it on brilliance
2: yeah. um yeah, on that that's i
1: don't know anything
2: that uh the second c day um along with the trivia uh is also where we ate a lot of pizza uh and so i can tell you and this is coming my favorite food in the world is pizza i i eat pizza uh regularly it is a it is a food group for me uh the, the pizza on Royal Caribbean, uh, was leaps and bounds better than the pizza on Carnival, um, hands down. Um, but on the flip side, there, there are two reasons why I'm about to say what I'm about to say. Um, the guys burgers, even though I wasn't a huge fan of guys burgers, uh, was much better than Johnny Rockets burgers. I did not. And one, included. Like, yes. And that was one of the <laughs> points, um, paying 1199, um, uh, for our, for a burger, uh, which was nowhere near as good as the burgers that I was getting in the main dining room. Super frustrating to me. Um, and then it didn't even include like the milkshake that we got with right. it. We had to pay extra for the milkshake. It's like, then right. why am I paying 1199 in the first place?
0: Have you um, been to a Johnny Rockets on land?
2: Um, I haven't. I believe Cheyenne and Jessica both have in Oklahoma where they have family.
0: Cause in my, in my experience on Royal Caribbean, the Johnny Rockets were very different tasting than the ones I've been to on land, and not in a good way,
2: mm-hmm.
0: for me. Yeah, but
2: I could imagine. Um, but yeah, it was better. I think the food um, all around—pizza, burgers—outside um, of Johnny Rockets, every the food wise was much better on Royal Caribbean.
1: Cool.
0: Okay.
1: I like Royal's pizza did, better.
0: Did you did you do any of the private dining or the the upscale dining or?
2: Uh, we were we were going to uh, the issue that we ran into is uh, we found this out on the first night. everywhere we went um, was already fully booked reservation. Oh Wow. There was wow. no room to get in anywhere after the first night.
0: Wow, that's crazy.
2: Yeah, uh-huh. but we were more than happy in, in the uh the main dining room uh with Adamers right. and he was so much fun to have. Uh it was really funny because we at, we were getting to know him better and we asked him about like his family, if he had a wife. He's like, Yeah, my wife actually works here on the ship. We're like, Oh, who, who is she? Tell us about her. So her name was Riza. And we found out that she actually worked in uh, the windjammer, uh w- which was the buffet there. And so the next morning we went into the buffet and all of us saw Riza. We're like, Hey Riza, and she's like, who are you people (laughs) (laughs) so we explained that we we uh we know her husband and and she he was the one that told us about her but it was just really cool um and something that we did this trip which we didn't do on carnival because obviously our gratuities were included both trips Mm -hmm. um but both adam merson and maria our room attendant we gave uh, extra tips to because we saw adam merson um interacting with other tables around us and it was nowhere like how he was interacting with us. Like he went well above. And again, like, as you, uh, said last time that you had me on, I, I, myself have the gift of gab myself. I can talk all day long. I could <laughs> um, make relationships with anybody very easily. It just comes very naturally for me. Um, and, and not so much for Cheyenne, but she usually gets the, the spillover for me. I usually make enough friends <laughs> for the both of us. I so understand that my friends are her friends. <laughs> um, But it was he. You could tell that he enjoyed us a lot being there, and he went well above and beyond what he needed to, um, especially if you paid attention to what he did with other tables. That's
0: great. I think I think some of those guys too, like and girls too. They they can kind of read their audience, so to speak. And so Mm -hmm. um, some tables they probably get that vibe that oh they just want us to be very formal, and so another they're going to get a Tony Dials and they're going to be like this guy wants to chat and have fun and they're going to you know they're going to um, interact more in that way which is really yeah. a cool thing so overall you had a great cruise
2: Overall, great cruise. The 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 one last point that I, I wanted to hit on um, about both Royal Caribbean and Carnival um, was about Carnival and, and their cruise director. I remember getting to meet the cruise director on Carnival. His name was Mikey. He was or sorry, Mickey. He was super super cool a lot of fun to, to interact with and he was really everywhere you went he was guiding everything we did he was on every single announcements guiding the ship on what to do what to expect next um, if you needed your passports if you didn't need your passports everything you needed for excursions for getting on and off the islands uh, and even though the Royal Caribbean had a cruise director whose name was his name was um, Mikey or sorry I got it mixed up carnivals was Mikey this one was Mickey and <laughs> Yeah, it was really confusing, but um, it felt like he was hardly involved whatsoever. Like we heard we would hear one announcement from him um, and then he was sometimes on a few of the events that was going on. But other than that, it's like I felt like we never saw him. We never really heard from him and it was never really like um, being directed.
0: And that that to some degree is a Royal Caribbean thing that's kind Mm -hmm. of their vibe they go for and carnival goes for the opposite i will say my first experience on royal caribbean were smaller older ships and the cruise director was phenomenal and it felt like a carnival cruise director but every other uh royal caribbean ship i've been on it's been like what exactly yeah i I agree
1: with that i i mean when we got on brilliance that was like one of my biggest complaints i'm like Mm where's the cruise director? Because yeah. all of my previous cruises had been carnival and that's what I knew. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah. And I didn't think that that would be a kind of thing that would impact me because I'm not like, although I really did like the, you would have loved the cruise director on the Royal Caribbean ships because he was British and he had, he was totally like <laughs> British humor. Amazing. But I, I didn't really think that would impact me. and And it kind of did like, I kind of missed it, even though I don't really do all the, like some people get really into doing the cruise director stuff. I don't, but I guess I just like them there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I like the information and I like to see them, you know, it's so it's, I can, I can do without it, but I do enjoy that aspect. I think of the cruise. So. All right. So Kimber, which one do you think is his favorite? I think he liked carnival better. You think like carnival go ahead. If, if people that are still in the, in the chat, Um, what do you think was Tony's favorite is, is he a carnival guy or is he a Royal Caribbean? What do you think Matt guy? What did you say? Carnival, you you think carnival, man, you know, early on I was kind of thinking, Oh, he's, he's carnival, but then like the food and the service kind of make me think he's Royal Caribbean. Like you definitely, you definitely hit on a lot of Positives and negatives of both Cruise lines compared to one another And I think I agreed with everything You said like yeah. for my personal pr- Opinion um, I, I, mean, so I'm gonna, I I'm going to go with I'm going to go with The way I feel about it Because I've gone through this back And forth and if you would have asked me Four years ago I would have said Royal Caribbean But I will definitely say Carnival yeah. For me now so I, I'm mean, gonna say I, Carnival. I agree
1: overall for me I love Carnival but the service on Royal is a step above, and I do like yeah, that. It is, but I would still choose Carnival over and over
0: again. So we've got some, we've got some mixed answers here in the chat. See, what do we
1: have? We have a Royal Caribbean, we have a Carnival, a Carnival, we have Royal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so
1: we have kind of half and we're, half here. We're split.
0: You split us. You've done a very good job of uh, of of not showing your cards there. So Tony.
1: Now, if I'm wrong, before we, okay. if I'm wrong, I've had like more than half a bottle of wine. Yeah,
0: you usually aren't the drinker. I fine. know.
1: And I can 100% feel it. <laughs> um, so if I'm wrong, I blame the wine.
2: Okay. Blame the wine. Uh, and if so, I'm
1: right, I'm right.
2: Blame the wine. Uh, so i will tell you first off uh cheyenne's favorite is royal caribbean uh she will she she wants to do our next cruise is going to be a norwegian cruise line um cruise
1: which i can also book
2: yeah i I, believe me i know i'm all over that (laughs) i'm ready to do that um and uh she really liked everything about royal caribbean everything for her was above carnival um even though I enjoyed more things about Royal Caribbean. I'm going to still pick Carnival. I enjoyed uh, a lot of the stuff on Carnival more, um, like the fun aspect of it. But Mm -hmm. if it was all about the service and if it was all about uh, the food, it's going to be Royal Caribbean. Um, But my favorite, as of right now, could still change. My (laughs) favorite cruise line right now uh, is going to be Carnival.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I I mean... I was I, right. I, and I totally, like I said, I, I'm like totally on the same page with you, I think. Um, but we do need to... See, what we should do is we should sail with him on Norwegian. That would be epic.
1: Can we do that on the Norwegian epic? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't currently have anything planned for uh, right. fall 2023.
0: I've only been on one Norwegian ship, and it was an older ship. And it was a great experience, but there were Norwegian people, not like people from Norway, but like... <laughs> see people that are like norwegian sailors um not like their navy but like people that sail norwegian cruise line a lot that were like this <laughs> ship kind of sucks compared to like nor this is not a normal norwegian experience and i was like well it's pretty good to me so <laughs> i would i would like to try one of their big bright shiny ships and see what that's all about yeah because i don't feel like i've really gotten the norwegian experience yeah.
2: yet Yeah. There was a, there was a couple on our ship. It was an older couple that we saw on our first day. And then we saw them again on our last day. Uh, And we asked them like, how was everything? And they said it was the worst cruise that they had ever been on.
0: (laughs) Wow. Wow.
2: Yeah. So I don't know what they had been through, but uh, they they did not enjoy themselves for some reason. And if they, for some reason, listen to this, I am so sorry that you didn't enjoy your cruise.
0: I I don't, I mean, I, I like, like I think Dan said it, said it well. He says, I don't have favorites. I never care as long as it's a ship. And I totally agree with that. I've never, I've, I've yet to have a bad cruise and I hope I never do, but that sucks. Sometimes that happens. Uh, Scott from the professor travel. Scott says the bliss is amazing.
1: I mean, I'm, I am excited and ready to jump on a Norwegian ship.
0: Yeah. And Stacy, Stacy's only been on carnival and they've had absolutely phenomenal service every time. I can't imagine how service could be any better. And I feel you, buddy. Like, I'm not saying anything at all negative about carnival service. I have had exemplary service. And I have had really, really good service on carnival ships going back. But I have not, in in recent years, had the same level of in the room stewards and the main dining room. Still great service. Still far stellar to anything on land. uh, But just... There's Not,
1: there's something about royal service. Like, but when we got off of the brilliance and freedom of the seas, we got off and we were like, Wow, that dining service. I mean the service in general, but the dining service is just a different level.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I don't I don't know what it is. But but yes, again, all, like you
1: said, I mean the service on all of it was great. Yeah. But there's something, something there.
0: They they got a secret a secret ingredient. Scott
1: says, "I have to say on behalf of Mary Miller, Princess is
0: incredible service." Uh, yes, uh, yes, I'm sure it is. I I'm haven't sure heard from is. her
1: in a minute, Mary. If she's, you're she's listening to this episode, I'd like you to say hi to me.
2: Hi, Mary.
0: Hello, Mary.
1: All right. Well, any any final? Well, sorry, let me back up. Also, hello to you. It's not all about me. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna have to cut you off on the wine. I I finished my bottle. <laughs> It was already open. To be fair, you didn't drink it all tonight, but it was <laughs> a lot out of it. Uh, Tony, thank you for coming on. Do you have any last thoughts you want to share with everybody? Are we yeah. going to do a cruise creature? Well, so we kind of talked about cruise creatures. We can do that. I also want to talk about this podcast. Okay. So. I
1: just want to talk about the fish I identified that I don't remember the name of it.
0: Oh. Okay. Because well,
1: I feel special. <laughs>
0: Um, we'll talk about that too. We'll talk about that after the credits roll.
1: Okay. We'll talk about just whatever you want. That.
0: But before the credits roll, and I wish we would have done this in the beginning, but Tony, you have a podcast. It's all about Harry Potter. And this yep. time we did definitely put that in our show notes so you can find a link to your podcast. Tell us, just a, just give us a little elevator speech about your Harry Potter podcast, because we have a lot of Harry Potter fans that listen to this I like you like, and they would really enjoy your podcast.
2: Yeah, it's about Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, it is a um, it's a chapter by chapter discussion of the original series, um, comparing the books to the movies, talking about what I like, what I dislike, uh, what is different, what's similar, what could have been better. It's just my opinion. Um, I've been through the story uh, 74 times. This is, as I'm going through the series, this is my 75th time going through the books. And that isn't only reading them. I prefer listening to them. I had a job before where I could constantly listen to audiobooks as I was driving. Uh, and so that's what it's about. I, I've listened to the story enough, um, seen the movies enough that I'm just talking about the differences in the both of them. And uh, it's really just that.
0: It's a great way to experience the books for the first time or the seventy-fifth time.
2: Mm-hmm. And I'm also time. I'm also adding in um, stuff from Pottermore, which is J.K. Rowling's website, where she's added a lot of additional info and facts and history, as well as um, actually I don't have one here next to me, but I'm going through the uh, the illustrated editions. It's illustrated by Jim Kay, and um, I'm describing the pictures as I see them um, from my point of my point of view my perspective which is really unique because it could be something totally different for anybody else who's looking at it and i always encourage the people who are listening to also follow along and in those books
0: you're kind of like the cliff notes for harry potter too then
2: Mm -hmm. and you occasionally (laughs)
1: feature a fantastic beast right
2: yep every Mm -hmm. once in a while yep kind of stealing your guys's idea of yeah. a cruise creature and then you you had asked me previously um really quickly if i had any final thoughts uh my mm-hmm. final thoughts on this cruise and, and carnival and in and, and general our experiences is this um it was, yeah well both carnival and real Cruise. Oh, like comparing okay. the both um it was much harder um logistically navigating um things to do when you have six people to do that with um right. i think the only thing that we took away from our carnival cruise was it would have been much more enjoyable if we had people that we knew to enjoy it with. Um, What we took away from this one was um, I think having four people in total is a perfect amount of people to experience those things with. Um, And not that it was bad by any means, by having that many people, it was there's Theodore again. It's just really hard to, Um, navigate so many different things with so many people and making sure that one, people are happy two, people are doing what they want to do. And three um, people aren't feeling left out or over included.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that is definitely something. And it's, and if you can lay down the, like the ground rules at the beginning of a cruise with a bunch of people and get that sorted, but yeah, that can, I, I, I feel you on that one. I feel you in that one. Um, I've cruised with, Bigger groups, I feel like six might be a hard number too. Like, I've cruised with groups of bigger than that where this group satellites off and does this, this group satellites off and does that. But, um, you could end up feeling like the third wheel.
1: Uh, The biggest group I've sailed with is your mom.
0: (laughs) That sounds like an insult. It does. No,
2: (laughs) No, it's not an
1: insult. You know why? (laughs) Because Stacy says. That the wine makes a kinder and gentler (laughs) Kimbra.
2: Yeah, it does. (laughs) Also, if Mama Sandy's listening, hello, Mama Sandy. I feel like I haven't talked to you in so long. She
0: tries, but her internet service is so bad that um, usually she has to watch the replay of it because, Mm -hmm. but she will, so she will hear that. (laughs) Good.
1: All right, well, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Before we do that, I'm sorry. I have to... I have to do this because I can't go through an episode without it.
0: Go the cruise creature music. Well, we did talk about. I think you started talking
1: before your mic became unmuted, but that's
0: okay. We did talk about several creatures. We will after the. Um credits roll we'll talk about that yeah anyway, i
1: just so. i just can't not play the music
2: <laughs> Yeah. did you uh did you get the picture of the uh the megalodon that we saw is that the one you're going to talk about in the in the credits yes
0: <laughs> absolutely so keep listening photographic proof coming up on this audio podcast <laughs> all right matt
1: <laughs> thank you tony for joining us
0: absolutely.
2: i hope you stick I around and talk
1: it. to us at the end i will i'm not giving you a choice okay. um <laughs> On that note, it's time to head for the horizon. And until next time, seize the day.
0: Have a fantastic week, everybody. we're back. All right. So you, you did send us some interesting pictures and um, we enjoyed looking at them. And there were some creature pictures in there. Well, that spotted sea hair that was in the keys that you saw that.
2: Yep. That was, that was, but unfortunately the spot, I didn't take, we didn't take a picture of that one cause it was dead. It was on the, oh, on the shore. Okay. Yeah. But we didn't, it, sorry. Yeah. That was key West that we saw that. And we didn't know what it was. I thought it was going to be some sort of jellyfish, uh, oh, yeah. and so we, we sent that, I think we sent the photo to you via text.
0: You did, you did. And, and I was excited because I, I have seen a spotted sea you here at Coco Cay. Um, I did get a picture of it. I'll have to dig that up from my old Facebook feed or something like that. <laughs> but they're, they're really cool looking snails. Speaking of that, we have these Two, snails. Sorry, which I'm
1: going to interrupt you. Sorry. Okay. Two things. Um, Scott says, "This feels like a Marvel movie. I can't wait for the post credits." Um, and uh, Mama Sandy says, "Hi, Tony." Oh, there Hello. you go.
0: She she must have a little bit of internet, at least for the moment. The cows are in the right positions to to bounce the signal off or something <laughs> like that. Uh, but there were some other ones that were very confusing. Like when when I looked, because so Tony sent us all these pictures. So if you're if you're listening in right now, you'll have to come over to YouTube and see these. But and when I saw this, I was like, "Is this one of those?" paintings where you dump the paint on a <laughs> thing and then and then and then I was I had an epiphany and I was like oh I know what this is he took this underwater in the pool and this is looking up through the water and then I went no this is a picture of a jellyfish in the water off the side of maybe the ship or something like that
2: right. <laughs> so did I send you two photos of this jellyfish? Cause I yes. thought I, you, I might. Okay. So you
0: did. here's the other one here.
2: This is the Voldemort jellyfish. Uh, so if you, <laughs> if you zoomed in on the nostrils, I, I sent this one purposely cause it, it looked like it had Voldemort's nostrils on it and it was really funny. Um, but these were live photos and the, it's easier to see the jellyfish if you're watching the live photo because oh, it's actually moving. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was a hundred percent. It was a, all white jellyfish. Um, it had very thin, uh, and they're probably not called tentacles, but I'm going to say tentacles and you can they're correct t- me. T- please.
0: Tentacles, yeah. There's some other stuff in the middle too, but okay. Yeah.
2: Um, didn't know what kind of jellyfish it was, but it was all white. Um, and I just started calling it Voldemort.
0: So I'm not a hundred percent sure, but it kind of looks like a, it kind of looks like it, it could be a, can, I don't think it's a cannonball. It might be a warty jelly. I'm not 100% sure on that one, but you are right. It is definitely a, a jellyfish and a true jellyfish also, by the way. Um, what else we've got? Oh, this one here. This is an animal called a chitin, which is pretty mm. cool. And they will just suck onto the rocks. Um, but where's the one that Kimber and I, this one. Okay. So this fish that's swimming in the water.
1: You should have zoomed in on that picture.
0: I should have. I should have done that. I could not figure out for the life of me what this was. I the, the tail has a very specific tail. It's got dark points on the tips of the tail. Um, and I'm like, I've seen this. We tail probably before. spent an hour trying to identify <laughs> we this did. fish. We that, did. Was in,
2: that was in Jamaica. That was actually in, in a pool where it, it made its way in there. I'm guessing probably during a high tide and then it was trapped in there during low tide.
0: I I had sleuthed that out based on the pictures that were around it, I assumed. Actually, and then, no, I I was assuming it was in Haiti based on the pictures that were around it, which I was mistaken about. No,
1: you said Jamaica.
0: No, I thought it was Haiti, and then it was in Jamaica because then I realized as the iPhone picture, it would actually tell me where it was taken. Mm -hmm. It's got the location (laughs) there. And I went, oh, it's in Jamaica. but. I was trying to figure out, I thought maybe it was a bonefish, but bonefish don't have the black tails. And then we were looking for it. And Kimber actually ID'd it. We think, we think she ID'd it. Like we're not a hundred percent, but we're about nine, I'd say 90% sure. We're pretty,
1: pretty darn confident.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, there's problem is it's a, it's a, it's in a group of fish that, don't always show up in field guides, and there's a lot of fish that are similar. I mean, there's thousands of species of fish, but what what did you determine it probably is? Do
1: you have it pulled up still? It's a, a thread Atlantic. Atlantic thread herring.
2: Yes. I'm trying to see if I have a better photo of that. Can, one.
1: Do you happen to know if it had a black spot or dot near its head region?
2: On the side. On the side. I, I can't even tell you if I have a freckle on the back of my own hand, <laughs> much less a fish I saw for five minutes, two and a half weeks ago.
1: I mean, I assume that would be your answer, but I had to ask.
0: We, th- we think that's what it is. and and is. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture. They do hang out in that part of the world. They do go in shallow water and they have that very distinct, almost checkerboard looking pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can have, They can have black tips on the ends of their of their caudal fins, So um, it seems like our best bet, but it could be something very similar to that. That's just a different species or something like that.
1: Is that a good enough picture? Sure. How do I bring up just this picture?
0: Um, You can just
1: open. Nope, not the link. I want to open the picture. Let's
2: just save Um... it. I'm sending you a video of that little fish swimming around. Oh. So it's only like four okay. seconds.
0: Well, and this and that was a, a, a live photo. So we did see a little bit of, of movement on it that helped us with the identification a bit on there. I'm pulling that up now though. Let's see. Okay. Um oh, there, yeah, there was a good shot of it on the side.
2: There's that little guy.
0: Yeah. I I think I think that's what I think that's what it was. I think Kimber nailed that one.
2: Yeah. So, so w- it was really funny cuz I have the the GoPro footage of when we were underwater looking at the ray and then looking at the crab. Uh, when I was looking at the crab, you could hear underwater Cheyenne screaming in her snorkel mask. There's a crab! There's a crab over there. Look, crab. It's so funny. Yeah.
1: Anyways, that's what I think it is. I think you're right. I think well I am done. too, because I actually, well I think that I can see that little thread in this video. It's
0: like a, a little a little thread that hangs off the back of the dorsal fin.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: I claim that I'm right.
1: Look at it. It's there. Oh, yeah, it's there. It's <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. That is.
0: Yeah, that, that I, puts me up to about 98%. Yep.
1: I've gone from <laughs> 80 to 98.
0: And, and I don't have that 2% because one. I don't want ever be a hundred percent about anything. And oh, two.
1: Scott says that is definitely a fish. <laughs> that's
0: definitely yep. a fish. But but that was fun. We we liked the challenge. So that was pretty cool. Uh, any other cool things that you saw uh, animal wise?
2: There was the there was another picture of a fish that I sent you from when we were at Perfect Day. Um, that was uh, a little bit larger of a fish.
1: You're gonna have to fix it.
0: Oh, I didn't upload.
2: You the, didn't I,
1: upload the fixed one.
0: Is it this one, Tony?
2: Uh, no, not that one. I think that's a barracuda, right? That is
0: not. That is actually really? called a houndfish. It's uh, similar to a needlefish, oh, wow. but it's got a, a shorter needle uh, jaw on it.
2: Um, but no, that is not the the one that I was talking about. Particularly, the one that I is was it this wondering... one. Yes, that one.
0: Yes, that <laughs> is a. Do you want to say it? Yeah, it's a palamita.
2: It's a palamita. That's right. So these we have
0: lots of
1: those at the aquarium. We do. We
0: do have quite a few of them, and they're. Usually they're in schools, but occasionally you'll see them in, in smaller groups or individual. Uh, yeah, they have really long fins and stuff. Yeah. There I were, were pat- probably
2: three or four of them, and they were swimming in and around our legs the entire time we were in the water.
0: They have a reputation because they're one of the fish that when people feed the fish um, and they're around, they get real comfortable with that, and they have a reputation of biting people. hmm <laughs> They they're like piranha of the uh, ocean, but but they don't have the teeth to match. So uh, I don't think they do a lot of damage, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure D and J have been attacked by those. And <laughs> <D&Js. laughs>
1: um, I also want to point out that your mom says that we have the nicest audience. And you know what? I agree because mm-hmm. they always tell me how great my hair and background are.
0: <laughs> is that what it, is that, what it is? that what it does? So Kimbra has the
2: nicest it. audience yes yeah.
1: stacy said good job Kimbra." i don't know what that's referring to probably identifying the fish oh thanks stacy